Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. I'm Tiffany Kane, your host. On this podcast, you are going to meet people that walk their own path, live life on their own terms, let go of other people's rules and expectations and the shoulds in life, and instead live life in their own truth, integrity, and authenticity. This podcast will give you the inspiration you need to live your own radically audacious life. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Radical Audacity listener. This is Tiffany Kane with another solo episode where I come to you and talk to you about some things that I think will help you to live a more radically audacious life. And there are often things that I'm experiencing in my life that I think, hmm, I bet the people listening would like to hear about this. So today, I want to talk to you about two really big things that happened recently that um, really tested who I am as a person (laughs) and gave me some new insights. The first one is I put on a summit, a virtual summit. It was called the Raise Your Volume Summit. Many of you came and attended. It was so exciting. I'm going to talk to you about that. There's so many things I want to talk to you about with that. So many lessons I learned. And the second thing is my podcast, this podcast, Radical Audacity Podcast, just won two Silver Davy Awards. And I'm excited to talk to you about what came up for me when I won that award. So these are the two things we're going to talk about today. Okay, so the first first thing, Raise Your Volume Summit. Oh, this was such a massive learning lesson for me. Anytime you are coordinating an event, planning an event, getting a bunch of people together to do something, it's a ton of work and it takes a ton of effort. Originally, when I started this project, I had a team of four other people working with me, all other people I considered, you know, like my biz besties and people I loved working with. And we had been bound tossing this idea around for months and months and months about putting together a summit. And life happened and we kind of were working on our own projects. And then an opportunity came up and somebody that we all admire greatly said, hey, if you put on an event, I'll be your keynote speaker. I'm like, um, heck yes, we're, this is already in the works. It's already going. Let's pull the troops together and let's get this going. So I reached out to everybody. Um, we got moving with it. it. It was really exciting. It's, you know, collaborating with people and getting to see their strengths and, um, getting to have their strengths balance out your strengths because we all have strengths, we all have weaknesses. And so working with these other women was incredible. They have such amazing strengths. But here's the thing, putting something like this together is a lot of work and takes a lot of time and energy. And we were kind of rushing it because we were working around this big names schedule. About a month before the summit was going to take place, the the big name person canceled. And it was difficult. It was 
um, she pulled out and it was kind of shocking and surprising and the way it was done um, caused me a lot of hurt and pain. And I had a huge disappointment around it. And I did not communicate super well with my team about it. Uh, I, the way my disappointment, the way this person pulling out of the summit was communicated, was communicated in a way that I found really hurtful. And I let that hurt and disappointment kind of maybe knock me off course a little bit. Like it, it really threw me for a loop and I retreated in myself a little. I did process it through a podcast episode and I did go on and do a reel about how I was processing through disappointment, but I didn't reach out to my team and I didn't let them know what was going on immediately. Um, I did eventually, but in the immediate time, I just dealt with it on my own, which um, felt right to me at the moment because I didn't want to approach them from a place of hurt and disappointment and frustration. I wanted to have a plan in place. I'm one of those people that's like, okay, anything life throws at me, I can deal with. I just need time to process it and figure out the next steps. And I, I, I do take processing time. I need to process. Um, and I didn't want to approach them not having processed this and not knowing what the next steps were. And that was hurtful to them. So I went into this really thinking about myself and what I needed to do to process. And I did not think about the other four people and what they needed to process and how this would affect them. And when I finally reached out to them, I, you know, it was probably two days after this person canceled, uh, maybe just under two days, but I had recorded a reel just talking about disappointment and, um, you know, they were able to read between the lines so that by the time I, I reached out, um, they were feeling disappointment and it was not a good time for them. Each of them had a ton of things going on in their life and they decided, you know, we can't do the summit. This isn't, it's not fitting with our schedule well. They were very, very disappointed. They were very excited about this person talking. And each of them decided to pull out of the planning process. Um, still stayed supportive, still stayed kind, um, but decided to pull out of the planning process. So I was left to plan the summit on my own. So lesson number one learned, well, this is probably lesson one, two, and three, <laughs> Number one, the person that I had counted on as the keynote speaker, the person who said, if you put on an event, I will speak. And I went, heck yes, and jumped into action. I had put that person on a pedestal. I had looked at that person as just um, that, just amazing, right? Like, oh, this person inspires me so much. This person is so amazing. And when that person showed their human side, and canceled in a way that was very hurtful and I felt like was not thoughtful or kind, it toppled them off their pedestal. And so lesson number one for me is don't put anybody on a pedestal. Everybody is human. Everyone is human. They all have their things they're working through. And I started telling myself really painful stories about why she pulled out when in fact, you know, 
she's a very busy person and this just no longer fit in her schedule. And the fact that I put her on a pedestal hurt me. And so that when she pulled out, I was deeply hurt on a very personal level. It wasn't just, oh, darn, somebody pulled out of my summit. Now I've got to scramble and find somebody else. No, 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 no. I took it intensely, deeply, personally. So lesson number one, don't put people on a pedestal. Lesson number two, stop taking things so personally. You know, our ego gets in the way. Our ego (laughs) will tell us all kinds of massive stories that are usually not true. I highly doubt this person thought of me really in any way, (laughs) Uh, you know, and when she had to cancel, it wasn't like a a malicious, ooh, let's make Tiffany's life terrible or Tiffany stinks. I don't want to have any part with her. It was just, I have conflicts and this isn't going to work anymore. And it really had nothing to do with me. And But I let my ego get really big and really bruised about this. And so that's lesson number two is ego, ego, ego will really cause a lot of pain in our life. And so that was that was a really good lesson for me to learn. Stop taking things so personally. Stop letting my ego be there. And lesson number three is communication. And yes, there are ways I need to process things and I need to honor that and value that. But at the same time, when you're working with a team and when you're leading a team, you really have to think about your team and what do they need. And I didn't have that at the top of my mind. I had at the top of my mind the way I was hurt. I didn't reach out to them for comfort. And I didn't reach out to them to let them know it was happening immediately. Like I said, we did communicate eventually, but it wasn't immediate. And so I wasn't thinking about their needs. So that is a really, really good lesson to learn as a leader is, yeah, Your feelings are important and the way you process is important, but you also have to think about the people you're collaborating with and how they're processing things. So three tough lessons from this summit. Also from the summit are amazing, joyous lessons I learned. I reached out to people that inspire me. I didn't put an all call out for speakers. I reached out individually to people that inspire me and said, will you speak at my summit? And 95% of them said yes. And the ones that that said no, it was totally, they had other things already planned. It was a schedule conflict, but pretty much everybody said yes. And that was so amazing. And not only did they say yes, they were enthusiastic with their yes. And so excited to meet and collaborate and plan their topic. And they were just really excited about what the summit was about and how they could bring value to the people that came and listened. And so huge lesson for me is when you give people a platform to reach out and offer value and offer service to an audience and share their knowledge and share their expertise and and be a point of inspiration, um, it's it's really exciting for them. Like you're giving them a platform and that's that's really a beautiful thing. And they get excited about it. You know, if if you really share your message. So that was a really 
powerful, exciting lesson. And oh my goodness, these women, they delivered the speeches, the talks they gave, the sessions they led, the way they engaged with the attendees was beyond beautiful. And the feedback I've gotten has been incredible, so uplifting. People just saying that this was a um, super valuable summit for them. And they feel so inspired. So I'm excited by that. That was a very powerful lesson. Um, two of my speakers, wonderful, beautiful, amazing speakers, had massive family emergencies right before their talk. One speaker, um, a fa family illness that really consumed her. And the second speaker, <laughs> right before she was supposed to come on, her daughter fell off her bike and broke her arm and they had to go to the ER and her daughter had to get surgery. So literally, literally, uh, I don't even think it was an hour before she was supposed to go on. So for both those speakers, I had to jump in and talk at the last minute. But it was so, it was fine. It was a little stressful because I had to like, at the last minute, okay, what am I going to talk about? But I mean, you guys know, I can get on my soapbox and I can talk. And obviously, I created this summit because I felt a need, the raise your volume. Like, I really felt the need for women to gain that confidence to be too loud, to be too much, to raise the volume of their voice, to get their message out. And so I had no problem talking. And it was actually kind of fun. So I learned a valuable lesson of, you know, the power of the pivot, the power of being flexible, the power of going, okay, here's a challenge, unforeseen. What am I going to do now? Let's go. And to be able to do that, uh, it was a, it was kind of fun. It was a fun lesson to learn. And everybody in the audience, they were just so gracious and kind and wonderful. And we ended up having um, a wonderful time. I did some hot seat coaching, and it was it was really powerful and really incredible. So that was a great lesson learned. And then just the connection, the connection with the speakers, the connection with the people that came and listened and participated. Those connections were so powerful and are continuing. And I want to keep those going. So I'm toying with an idea, and I'd love to hear from you what you think about this idea. I'm toying with the idea of doing just a short, maybe four-session collaboration session with the people that came to the summit to continue the work. Like, how do we continue the work of overcoming imposter syndrome, overcoming the fear of failure, overcoming the fear of being visible, and really stepping into our confidence as a leader? Those were the themes of the conference. And I think we could do four sessions and just really dig into each of those and help some women craft their powerful message and craft the way that they're going to show up. So that's an idea I'm toying with. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Are you interested in that? Whew. It was incredible. The summit was incredible. I, I've got to tell you, it ended on Friday the 21st at about 1230 California time. I had to jump on another meeting. We were doing another training for um, that software that we are training. Uh, that was great. It was fun. After that, we, David and I went out and grabbed lunch. And when we came back from lunch, it was maybe about 2 o'clock. And I was exhausted. I crawled in bed. There were no sheets. We had pulled the sheets off the bed to wash them. So there were no sheets on the bed. I was still in my clothes, still in my earrings and my makeup and everything. And I'm like, David, I just need to close my eyes for 10 minutes. I know we have a ton of work to do today, but I just need 10 minutes. I'm beyond exhausted. You guys, I slept for over two hours. <laughs> I woke up at like 5, 5.30. <laughs> and the day was gone. And... 
I got up and put on my pajamas and went, I'm not doing anything else tonight. I'm so tired. Uh, And it was, I just leaned into that exhaustion and just let it happen. And so that was a beautiful lesson about sometimes you just have to slow down. When you have a big accomplishment, like putting on this virtual summit, sometimes your body's like, okay, it's time to slow down. It's time to be quiet now. So I did that. That was incredible. Okay. Now on to the next thing. This will be short, I promise. But yesterday morning, I woke up to an email saying that this podcast, Radical Audacity, won two awards, two silver awards from the Davy Awards. And it's the AIVA Association, Audio, the Interactive Audio Visual Association, something along those lines, um, put together this award ceremony. And they're called the Davy Awards. And basically what they say is we want to recognize the smaller houses, the smaller media companies that are doing work on a smaller level. And they really specialize in um, the audiovisual side of like advertising and marketing. And so that was what most of their awards were around. But they did have a podcast category. Now, to qualify... (laughs) This is how they identify the smaller companies, the smaller houses. You could not have a billing budget of over $25 million. Yes, I said million. And yes, I said 25. Your billing budget cannot go over $25 million. Now, I don't know about you guys in podcast land that are listening, but I do not have a budget for this podcast of $25 million. I do not bill $25 million in my business. I don't even come close to that. So the to me it was it's a joke. It's like we're the David against the Goliaths, which is how they got the Davy Award name. And we want the smaller houses to uh apply for these awards. I applied kind of just off the cuff, kind of a joke, like, how does my little podcast compare with somebody who has budgets like that? I mean, you know, but I applied. Like, eh, I know this is a great podcast. I know we do great work. They, It was a new category they had. So I thought, I'll do it. I'll apply. No big deal. So I did. I applied. And it was months ago, and I forgot. Like, I, I really wasn't thinking about it anymore. And lo and behold, I got an email yesterday that said that the Radical Audacity podcast won in two different podcast categories, advice category and health and wellness category. <laughs> So this podcast won two silver awards and they award, they have a points system, a 10 point scale, and you have to earn so many points. They rate you on these different, this different formula. I don't know exactly what the formula is, but you earn up to 10 points and you, they have a a gold level, a silver level and a best in show level. And they only give 13 best in shows. And they give very few gold level, and then they give some silver level. And they may or may not, I mean, they were very clear, you either get the points or you don't, and we're not going to give awards in every category. If somebody doesn't get the points, they don't get the award. And so this podcast earned enough points in two different categories to win two awards. I'm pretty excited by that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. My initial reaction was one of, 
did they must just give awards to everybody that applies. Like, how could I really win an award? I, I'm not kidding. That was my initial reaction. It's kind of like, no, I didn't really win this. This isn't really valid. This can't be real. They must give participate. This must be a participation award. They must give an award to everybody that applies. Can you believe it? Can you believe we do that to ourselves where we have something exciting and wonderful happen and we diminish it? Like that's our first knee-jerk reaction is to say, no, this can't be real. They, this, they must give this to everybody. And I had to really sit with that and think about it and go, why? Why do I diminish this? And so to counterbalance that, I took action and I'm like, okay, I'm going to celebrate this and I am going to put it on all my social medias and send text messages to my friends. I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to truly bask in celebrating this. And that action helped me. So a lot of times the way we get past imposter syndrome is just taking action. Let's take action because that's imposter syndrome, my friends. When I say, oh, they must give this award to everybody. It's probably just a participation award. They, they want everybody that applied to get something. That's imposter syndrome. They actually have a judging panel and they have a judging process and they award points. And I earned enough points to win this award. Instead of acknowledging that though, I hit imposter syndrome. And a great way to get out of imposter syndrome is to say, all right, let me take some steps. Let me actually celebrate this. Let me sit in what this means. Let me get out there and talk to people about it. And that's what I did. And I have to tell you, it feels pretty great. (laughs) I mean, it feels great to say that I, Tiffany Kane, the Heck Yes Coach, have an award-winning podcast. Ah, it feels great. (laughs) So, you know, I've done a couple episodes on the importance of celebrating our successes. Like there's actual science behind why it's so important to celebrate your success. So I am celebrating this and I want to celebrate with you. So come reach out, let's celebrate together. And I don't want to just celebrate my success. I want to celebrate yours as well. It doesn't have to be something big and giant, like winning an award. It can be a success like you got a new client, you did some act of self-love for yourself that you've been putting off for a long time, you got a compliment from somebody and you accepted the compliment instead of brushing it off. Like there are so many ways to be successful. So celebrate your success with me. I want to hear about it. Come over, DM me on Instagram, let me know what your successes are or create a post and tag me in your post. Uh, tag me in your stories, any of those things. I love that kind of stuff. I love interacting with you and I love celebrating your successes. So reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope you raise the volume of your voice. I'm listening. Mm -hmm.